0: Welcome everybody to the second episode of our podcast, A Priest, a Minister, and a Rabbi Walk into a Bar. We're filming on location at the Hop Monk Tavern in Novato, California, just north of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And we have been enjoying some amazing food and drink here. This bar is amazing. So if you ever find yourself in Novato, California in Marin County, make sure you head up to Hop Monk Tavern. And I'm yes. Father Roger. I'm a priest at a uh, local parish here called St. Hillary Church in Tiburon, California, and my two co-hosts, I'll allow them to introduce themselves.
1: Reverend Bethany Nelson, I am the Associate Pastor at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Tiburon, California. And Cantor Naomi Weiss, not a rabbi, but the
2: Cantor at Congregation Cultural Shofar in Tiburon, California.
0: All right. Well, this is our second episode of this podcast. In our first episode, we, we called it a priest, a minister, and a rabbi walk into a bar on Christmaka. We were talking about Christmas and Hanukkah and holiday traditions. And I just want to recap that a minute before we dive into our new topic for today, because Naomi has an amazing story uh, about Christmas. So you want, to, you want to open with that, Naomi? Sure. So in
2: downtown Tiburon, We uh, congregation Kol Shofar were lighting the Hanukkah menorah downtown, right next to the downtown Tiburon Christmas tree. Christmas tree. And on Christmas Eve, the Christmas tree was dark, Mm. and that that would not do. So (laughs) I called Public Works; they were closed because Christmas Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. (laughs) I called the Tiburon Police Department, and they They were closed. Oh, Oh, they were open. (laughs) (laughs) And they sent an officer right down and we figured out that a fuse had been blown and he reset the fuse and the tree was lit and he yelled, mazel tov, and all the Jews celebrated and rejoiced.
0: (laughs) it was the Jews who saved Christmas. I love that story.
1: (laughs) All the Christians were probably at church for Christmas Eve. You saved it,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Naomi. All right, well, in this second episode of the podcast, we're kicking off the new year by taking a look at a topic that really should interest a lot of people, at least we think so. We're talking about hell. We're talking about hell. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) What is hell? Where is it? And how do you get there? And most importantly, how do you avoid it? Mm. How do you avoid it? And I just Mm. want to say personally, you probably have New Year's resolutions. Mine is to avoid hell. Going to hell, so I'm going to be That's working on that one. this whole That's year.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hell is a concept that that get, grabs everybody's attention. I think what happens to us after death, especially the idea of eternal punishment, is is uh, is a popular topic, and it's so popular that you see it on a lot of TV shows, mm. like um, uh, the good the good the what's it called good place. the good place. place. That's a great
2: show. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's great. You totally have to see. It. <laughs> yeah, you have to see. It.
0: And Good Omens on Netflix. <gasps> haven't seen, seen that, that one too?
1: either. I'm since in a trend here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there's another one, though, that you've been watching that you're fascinated about. Why don't you tell us about that?
2: I've been enjoying Lucifer. I haven't seen that one either. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's lightweight. Uh, story of the devil mm-hmm. wanting to take a break from hell and taking mm-hmm. a vacation in Los Angeles and uh, partnering up with a police detective and solving crimes with her. But lots of... Uh, Drama among the divine characters, yeah. um, and, uh, and and I think they, they go through these sort of thought experiments of what if God did this or what if the devil decided to take a vacation. So it, mm. it's a lot of these these fun little thought experiments, like playing out. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. yeah.
0: mm-hmm. you have a favorite episode?
2: Oh, I, Swiss cheese. Um, so <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> how about a recent favorite episode Um, i I finished watching the whole series so that i could talk about it but i've promptly forgot everything but um i love this idea uh the the whole idea that in lucifer hell and your torture in hell is -hmm. very personalized to your own guilt and of course it goes through well what if somebody is a horrible person and has no guilt and you know, it's like, no, there's a deeper spiritual guilt uh, that huh. maybe the, the human doesn't even that horrible human doesn't understand or doesn't isn't aware of. Um, and also this this idea that uh, so you are caught in a loop of your own guilt of the worst thing you ever did over and over and over. And you keep reliving this horrible thing that you did that and its consequences in a loop.
0: Uh, That's what
1: hell is, according to the
2: yes. TV.
0: Show? Like watching the worst moments God, that of your life terrible. in a movie, right over and, and all, over again,
2: right? And, but then you know, at some point, you know, you figure <laughs> out that you can also confront your choices mm-hmm. and change your fate and walk out the door and hmm. make it to heaven.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. But it's also a good thing that Catholics and Jews, we don't have any really guilt. I mean, that's just not a thing. That, <laughs> oh, so. so,
2: you know, I, have you heard the joke?
0: No. The difference
2: between Catholics and Jews <laughs> is that Catholics learn guilt in school and Jews are born with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's you told it the other way around. If you're Jewish, you're born with guilt, and if you're Catholic, you learn it in school. <laughs> there you go.
0: Guilt?
1: Guilt-free guilt. over here. What can I say? <laughs>
0: Well, a little dose of guilt is okay, I guess, but sometimes we can overdo it. Well, so let's dive into our topic, but a few uh, disclaimers before we get started. First of all, there's absolutely no way that in this amount of time in this podcast that we could cover every theological and scriptural reference to hell or talk about every aspect of it. And then the second disclaimer is that the views expressed here are solely our own and do not necessarily (laughs) reflect the opinions and beliefs of, well...
1: Anyone Anyone else. else. I think that's a disclaimer for any of these episodes, (laughs) right? (laughs) Absolutely. So just
0: take that running forward, going forward. So let's get started. It might surprise our Mm -hmm. listeners to learn and our watchers to learn that the Jewish and Christian traditions have very different understandings of the afterlife. And in particular, understanding of the netherworld or the realm of the dead. So let's start with the Jewish understanding of that. So... (laughs) (laughs) cheese.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I can see you thinking, "Where do I even, where do start? I even start there?"
2: Um, I, I mean, I could start when I was growing up. There was this idea of Gehenna, and I know that we're gonna get into that a little mm-hmm. more. Um, and but just sort of the nutshell version. Yeah. Um, that 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 was our version of hell. It wasn't permanent. It was almost like a a place where your soul was cleansed to prepare it for the inevitable um, world to come. And there were different levels of that world to come, you know, higher and higher levels, but mm-hmm. you could at least minimally have a part of that world to come, which could be translated as heaven. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that actually Jews, a- again, I was told this as a child and I have no textual support for this, but um, that Jews say Kaddish for a loved one for 11 months because there's no way you would exist in Gehinom for longer than 11 months before moving on to the next level.
0: And what, uh, is, what is Kaddish?
2: Kaddish is, um, well, it's a literally a, magnif- a magnification prayer um, that has nothing to do with death or the dead, but it has come to uh, to be a ritual that we, we say this magnification of God um, when we are in mourning or when we are remembering somebody that we've lost. Um, And my theory is that in the the deep wisdom of our tradition, um, somebody who has recently lost somebody, uh, since this prayer cannot be said without a minion, which is a quorum of 10 adult Jews, uh, forces you out of isolation and into community where you can receive the support that you need. Uh Because if you feel required to say this prayer um, and you cannot say it without community, you are forced out of isolation. Oh,
0: wow. It's
2: a, so I, I find hmm. a great wisdom in that. Yeah. We, I'm sure we'll have an episode on death and mourning at some point, <laughs> we, we can d- d-
1: dig a little deeper. Um, so the so is gehenom a, a, a negative, I mean, we we say hell sort of has a negative connotation or is it just a place of waiting before you go to the next? It does have
2: negative It does have a negative it connotation. It does and okay. it's, um, and as I was walking out the door today and mentioned to the rabbi that we would be discussing Things like ahenom, mm-hmm. um, he said. Well, yeah, there is even there are references to fire. I haven't read them because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not the text expert. But apparently there there are. But those are definitely post biblical for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, what uh, does that
0: mean, post biblical?
2: Meaning uh, they're rabbinic texts. We're not we're not relying on biblical text. That that information mm-hmm. is not in
0: It's not in, in the, the Bible. Torah. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Um, but uh, there, is, there are multiple references in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, the Torah and the prophets uh, and the writings to a place called Sheol. Um, mm-hmm. In Numbers, uh, there's a, a group of uh, people who question Moses and Aaron's authority while we're wandering in the desert. Um, and, uh, there, and apparently the ground opened up and swallowed them alive and they went to Sheol alive and there's no description of what that is Um, and in Ecclesiastes um, you know Solomon writes of uh, you know there's no this or that in Sheol which is just the place that you're going to go after the unknown Um, there's no direct negative connotation it's more of a neutral connotation Mm -hmm. but kind of by its neutrality it's a little negative because you're like it's that unknown place that we're going to go. So there's that whole
0: thing. Yeah, I remember learning that in the seminary was Mm -hmm. the Sheol was like this shadowy existence. It was neither good nor bad, but but I always thought of it, like you just said, as kind of not a great place because you're like in a land of shadows and you can't Mm -hmm. experience the joy of being alive. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Now, tell me if I'm wrong here, but my understanding, say in the earliest of Jewish traditions, that Really, there wasn't much focus on all, at all on the afterlife, right?
2: No, we, yeah, we are in the here
1: and now. That's that's more of a recent thing in the Jewish tradition, true?
2: I think yeah, people yeah. have picked up on these ideas of heaven and hell from the culture we live in and all of mm-hmm. the other faith traditions that mm-hmm. have these ideas of heaven and hell. And we've definitely picked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jewish tradition really focuses on living your life well now because this is what we know and you should be living your life well now. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. Well, thank you for that, Naomi. So the Christian understanding of hell um, is really like a lot of people have questions about that, right? Like how could a good and loving God send someone to hell, right? So that's, we're going to talk about that. When you look at um, the Catholic catechism, catechism, which is like kind of the short version of all the doctrines and dogmas all piled into like a 600- page um book um, sounds like really interesting short. reading <laughs> oh, if you're having insomnia just start reading the catechism at night but it's also really, right out. it's also really good because it it really summarizes everything in a very succinct way and when you look hell up in the catechism it's really interesting because it doesn't really talk about a place mm-hmm. it's we often mm-hmm. think of hell as a place right mm-hmm. a place you go um, with devil horned people and things like that. But mm-hmm. what it actually talks about is hell is a place of, and it does talk about eternal punishment. So that's, that's kind of the thing I don't like to think about, but, um, but it, it talks about it as an absence of love. Mm-hmm. That if you are in a state of hell, a state of being that we might call hell is because you have intentionally cut yourself off from the love of God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is always there, always accepting, always loving, always unconditional in, in God's love. And we cut ourselves off. And when you think about it, like we think of, you know, a lot of people who grew up Catholic, you know, we talked, we, we laughed about guilt and all of that, but, <laughs> you know, guilt comes from, you know, a very uh, s- strict um, way of thinking about sin, right? And, but when you think about sin, sin really, it all boils down to the failure to love, right? Yeah. All sin, whenever we, when, whenever we do something that we're not proud of later or we feel guilty about later, it's because we've done something that wasn't loving, mm-hmm. either to God or to other people, right? right? So I was surprised to actually find that again in the, in the catechism that hell is really kind of a state of being where you've intentionally cut yourself off from God's love and, and love yeah. generally.
1: Would you say from from your insomnia reading that could that be something that happens while we are living as well as after we die?
0: I think so. I mean, being i being in know, this
1: place of being cut off from God.
0: I don't know if the doctrine would technically incorporate that, but yeah. we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Oh, I jumped the- about like hell, hell on earth, and heaven I jumped on the earth. agenda. Like, yes, I think you can have heaven and hell. Uh, right here on earth, and people do create that for themselves, one or the other, right? At least I think so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But what I did wanna to move to is how do we get to the idea that hell, from the description that I just uh, uttered, yes. <laughs> said, described, whatever. Uh, how do we, uttered, uttered yes. How That's do I word. get to, how do we get to the idea that hell involves fire, right? We've always uh, yes, heard this, It's like, yes. fire, you're gonna go down to the fiery flames. Yes. And so, thought maybe you could enlighten us on that. Yeah.
1: Fire and so, brimstone a little bit? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me, the Presbyterian pastor, bringing the fire and brimstone. Um, so, Gehenom is how you pronounce it Gehenna for mm-hmm. us. Um, is something that Jesus referred to fairly regularly. In fact, when you read some of the translations, some of the English translations of our New Testament scriptures, um, when Jesus says hell, you read the little footnote and it says, or Gehenna. Um, So often when Jesus says that word hell, he was saying the word Gehenna. and I don't know if this is true in the Jewish tradition, but yeah, it was an actual physical place outside of Jerusalem, yeah, yep, right? Where they
2: sacrificed children.
1: Uh-huh, Aha, <laughs> yes, so in the early Jewish tradition, yes, that was kind of what it was known
2: for. So was this like a parental threat to their children? If you don't behave, I'm sending you to that place where they sacrificed children? Child sacrifice, <laughs> terrible.
0: Well, the Jews never participated in child sacrifice, right? No,
2: no, no in fact, that, that distinguished so. us, which yes, is why Abraham yes. and Isaac was a big
1: Let's make deal. sure we make that distinction. It was the yes. inhabitants
0: Before It happened into that area before. Known
1: as a place where that would happen. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to Jesus' time at that time. And so this is sort of a valley outside of Jerusalem. It was basically a dump, like a garbage pit. And it was a garbage pit that was on fire all the time to deal with the garbage. (laughs) And so when Jesus says, you know, or you go to hell, like he, he was literally referring to this place that everyone knew about. That was burning, it probably right? Smelled really bad. Oh, it was probably terrible. <laughs> yeah, what a terrible punishment to go there. But, but at least, according to you know my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it wasn't a place where there was like you know, say you went went to Gehenna after you died. It wasn't a place where you know you were there for all eternity and continuing to be tortured or continuing to be burned or continuing to feel pain my understanding in the reading of the christian scriptures and my understanding of what jesus was saying is you go there and you're done right like you go there you're you're annihilated maybe that's probably the wrong word but like you cease to exist that's it you cease to exist yeah that's my understanding again Christian scriptures can be interpreted a lot of different ways, as can the Hebrew (laughs) scriptures. A little bit. Um, So, you know, so Jesus did a lot of talking about eternal life. And when we think about, you know, heaven, we think about, you know, all the glory that that could be. Um, But at least in my understanding, there's not this place where we're tortured or, you know, felt to be in pain for all eternity. You know, even when, for me, again, this is, you know, my own thinking, Which you disclaimed at the beginning. This is our own thinking. When Jesus (laughs) talked about, you know, there's that passage, um, in the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus said, we're going to be separated the sheets and the sheep and the goats. And, you know, the sheep have fed people when they were hungry and given water when they were thirsty. And, you know, they're going to go to eternal life. And those who haven't done that, he uses the words eternal punishment. Um, but. And goats? Goats I goats. know. Goats are that's way better than sheep. If you've met goat. a sheep
2: and met a goat, <laughs> the sheep are going to hell. The goats are definitely getting <laughs> eternal life.
1: Well, I was talking to my son about this and he said not the goat. The goat is the greatest of all well, time. Kind of. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a newer version of goat. Um but but even then when he uses that phrase eternal punishment, you know, even then is it really like you're going to be burned al- burned for Eternity, or is eternal punishment truly meaning you're done? You've ceased to exist. You're done for all eternity. That's it. Wow.
0: Which is worse?
1: Which is worse? Yeah. Well, that's a question. But, I, which one is worse? But again, but <laughs> I again,
0: don't know.
2: But eternal torture versus ceasing to exist. Mm. I will choose ceasing, ceasing to, to exist. exist. I will choose that. Yeah.
1: But again, that—that's <laughs> still, you know, Roger. To your point, you know, that's still. I don't even think Jesus was talking about some place you go where there's fire and you're there and it's terrible forever and ever and ever. I just. I, I don't get that. It was a garbage dump. You go, know? you know, you don't get the, the burial that was so important at that time, mm. right? Um, it, you don't get eternal life. So I mean, it's it's not good, but it's not again. Sort of talking about a, a God of love. Why, who would? Why would God do that? You know, I, I don't think that it, God's not causing someone eternal torture. Right,
2: and and that takes away that um, the opportunity for. Um, Repentance, what mm-hmm. we call teshuvah in mm-hmm. the Jewish tradition, which is not just repentance like I did this, I'm sorry, but true teshuvah is is really turning yourself around to where you would never do that thing again. That mm. was that was, um, and it's something that we typically you know we do it in this life, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, when we do a, a confession at the end of life. Um, It's with the intention that that person before they leave this world has full, has a full teshuva, has a full repentance and turning around, Mm -hmm. um, returning literally um, Mm -hmm. to their original state of, uh, of, you know, fresh slate before they move on so that it ensures that they move on to a good place. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wonder if then in the, in the afterlife, there's, there's this opportunity to do that to Shuvah. You know, so when you're in in this, you know, what we see as this temporary place of cleansing, maybe that's where that happens for the soul—is that it's able to process and do its do its repentance and then move on.
0: That's that's interesting, like a second chance, right? Yep. Right. Hmm. Well, in the Catholic ima- uh, imagination, imagination and theology, in the Catholic theology, um, there are the afterlife has. Uh, three different states or places for lack of a better word, right? So there's hell, uh, which is a place or a state of eternal uh, punishment. Mm-hmm. Then there's heaven, which is eternal reward. And then that middle place, the uh, medium place, right? Purgatory, purgatory, which is what I am shooting for. <laughs> uh, I got a low bar. I got a low bar. I just If I can just get into purgatory. <laughs> Why would you put your bar so low? <laughs> well, oh my god! I made a lot of mistakes. So well, put it in, that way.
2: in Lucifer, Purgatory gets invented. Okay, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Lucifer yet, one of the main characters <laughs> dies, and he really means well his entire life and screws up every single time. Uh-huh. He lands in hell, and so Lucifer creates Purgatory for him, where he's playing ping pong with his coworker forever.
1: Well, wait—is that what, supposed, to not... to no, supposed to be a punishment? No,
2: it's supposed to be—it's supposed to be like he's in hell yeah. and should yeah. be in one of these hell loops, but Lucifer moves in and changes the hell loop to something neutral, where he's just playing ping pong forever with this coworker of his. Huh. Um, well, there you until go. Until he can figure uh. out how to get him to heaven. <laughs>
1: you
2: know, which, spoiler alert, everybody gets happy ending. <laughs>
1: So if you reach your low bar and make yeah. it to purgatory, practice your ping pong skills. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that could
0: be it. You who might knows? need
1: them because you and Jim might be playing ping pong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but purgatory, what I like about purgatory, at least in the Catholic theology, is that it's, it is temporary. Right. So, so it is a place where people who are a state or place of being, um, where people who aren't quite ready, to meet God, right at the end of their life, maybe they're 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 holding something back, or there's a problem, or they're clinging to something that that is less than God, or something. Then they have this opportunity to 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 work it out somehow yeah. in the afterlife, and then reach this heaven, this eternal reward, which we'll talk about in another episode. I think that we're going to call uh, "So You're Dead Now What." Uh, <laughs> that'll be later on, but but I say that because. That implies then that for us, at least in the Catholic theology, that hell would be a permanent state. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting because I want to circle back to that in just a minute because there's, there, there are some interesting things to think about that. But I want to ask you all first, if there is this place or state of being called hell, who do we think is there? If anyone. Well, Hitler, for sure. Let's talk about that.
2: Le- Hitler is always the first
1: name that comes up for that. Right. But- <laughs> no, I, it seems to be whenever I have a conversation about hell, is there, is there not? What about Hitler? Like, he mm-hmm. is the, yeah, yeah. Hitler.
0: Gotta be, yeah. right? So will he be playing ping pong or able to work his issues out eventually?
2: So as I was walking out of the door of the synagogue... Getting last words from the rabbi <laughs> that I didn't want.
0: Don't fill my brain right now.
2: He said some people go to that place and never come out. And people like Hitler, people like um, doubters, people whose 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 just mindset is always doubting. Um, there were mm-hmm. and that there are oh, particular types of people who would land there forever. And I had never heard that. That was mm-hmm. news to me. So.
1: So, That's all I got. Okay, this may take us too far off topic. So, stop me. <laughs> Why is doubting a bad thing?
0: Yeah. I, I
1: question for the rabbi.
0: Well, bring him Paul. on as a yeah, guest yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, we need I you, need Paul. Paul. We totally need Paul here. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: He's always, really smart. I've always said, you know, bring your doubts, bring your questions. That's what makes right. faith come alive when I, you. I, have I think it was them. a deeper kind of doubt. Deeper doubt, because yeah, yeah. for
2: sure, the Jewish tradition invites questioning. Sure. And, yes. And. Dispute an argument in a mm-hmm. in a civil and uh, intellectual help me way. Help me yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't want to get us off this, but something just popped into my mind. Now, did either of you ever see the movie *Defending Your Life*? Oh yeah, it just occurred to me. So
0: that's a that whole movie thing, right? Yeah. Where they they go and they watch and they their, watch their lives in a movie. They and watch that, their lives in a movie, and,
2: and oh, and they have to go back. And do it again until they get it right.
0: Yeah, the whole reincarnation thing. Yeah, we could talk about that. I haven't another. seen
2: anything. It's a, it's a classic, it's right from the '70s. So you've just got to go find I it. I got it's... nothing. I got nothing.
1: <laughs> All right. So who else? Who else would be in hell if there were a hell, which I'm still not certain there is? Yeah.
0: Bad angels. Bad angels. And I don't mean like hell's angels. I don't mean like the.
1: So is Lucifer biker club. considered?
2: Like, is the devil Satan? The fallen angel, is that what you're talking about? And he was a bad angel?
0: Bad angel, fallen angel, right? So angels are creatures created by God, uh, just like human beings. Uh, They were created with intellect and free will and and, um, and knowledge and memory. That's interesting
2: because Jewish angels, no free will, which is what makes humans greater than angels. Topic for another day. But um, that's what distinguishes the humans. They're created by God with no free
1: will.
0: That is fascinating. We have to talk about that. We
1: need to be taking notes. We've come up with like four topics for another (laughs) day. Just at this moment, an
0: angels series. Um, But anyway, so they're created, but they just don't have bodies like we do. So they can freely choose. And so in the Catholic theology, um, how this whole this whole Satan um, devil thing came about was angels who rebelled against God, Mm. and Mm -hmm. uh, about a third of them. Uh, did and the book of Revelation which is the last book of the Bible refers to that and They rebelled against God just like man rebelled against God But the angels choice to rebel against God because they had more perfect knowledge of God than we did is permanent Demons cannot work their way back up to the ranks. So fallen angels
2: become demons and are they punished?
0: They are punished in hell. In, well, they are they are punished. They are relegated to hell. That's a good question. I don't so, and the then because it. they
2: have no bodies, what is the form of punishment? Psychological torture. Uh,
0: uh, they, well, I. <laughs> that's <laughs> very a very specific. Question.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just, or do they just cease to exist?
0: Well, so they don't cease to exist, at least in our understanding, because, because they, become they demons. roam the earth. They mm. roam the earth and tempt human beings to. Well, fail that, in love.
2: That doesn't seem like there's a lot of justice there. I mean, so they're fallen angels, and they're not punished. Instead, they are sent to our
1: realm to
2: tempt us to be like them.
1: Yeah, so they're not in a place called hell huh. unless the earth is hell. Interesting. <laughs> That's an
0: open question.
1: It is, yes, no doubt.
0: However, there will be a time... Uh, in Christian theology, there will be a time when all of that will be reconciled and there will be final justice and they will be um, purged forever and cease to exist, so to speak. So bad angels, how about Jesus? Do we think Jesus visited hell? I don't know. Uh,
1: Apostles' Creed, is that where you're going? I'm going with it. (laughs) There's a line in... It's
0: religious humor. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets okay, it. Okay, <laughs> so
1: let's back up just a little bit for, for folks who may not even know what we're talking about. So in the very early years, um, when Christianity was just sort of becoming an official thing, um, it was new. And so... Those who were followers of Jesus decided, eh, maybe we should like actually write down what's important, what it is that we believe. Um, and so, one of the very first creeds that they wrote was called the Nicene Creed, and then the Apostles' mm-hmm. Creed followed soon after that. And it was it was really you know this new religion that's just getting going. Um, we need, we need to agree, gosh darn it. Um, and one of the big topics of discussion was Jesus, and especially the nature of Jesus. Specifically, is Jesus fully human? Is Jesus fully divine? Or both? And the creeds really wrestled with that. Um, and so there is a line in the Apostles' Creed that says, after Jesus died... He descended into hell and then rose again on the third day. Now, is there a reason for the descent into hell. Now, a I think. Tell me if I'm wrong here. That line was actually added a little later. That was not an original Apostles' Creed line. Um, is that true?
0: I'm not aware. I'm, I'm asking I, my I good can Catholic Conform priest. Deny. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard I that.
1: think that was added later, but don't don't quote me on that. Um, but again, I mean, this sort of is the theme of our entire discussion. When they wrote that, whenever it was they wrote that, what did they actually mean by descended into hell, right? I mean, it could be they, that again, remember, they were, it was Jesus human, was he divine, was he both? You know, it could be that by hell they just mean, you know, he descended into the place of the dead, right? Not a fiery pit where you're punished, but he died a very human death because he was human and, you know, was dead for a couple of days and then rose again, you know? So, not the hell that we think about at all, but really just sort of more to sort of emphasize his his human nature. And that's
2: interesting, because for me that, that and I've heard that Jesus descended into hell. Yeah. Um, and for me, it almost inspires this idea that that it, it reinforces Jesus's divinity
1: uh-huh.
2: as yeah. sort of the person who's, who's in charge of all this stuff and needs to, I mean, if Jesus was God coming to earth to experience being human, God also probably probably wants to experience hell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like on, mm. on God's tour of the human experience fully. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that, to me,
1: that's yeah.
2: resonates there yeah. for me.
1: <laughs> or or did Jesus actually descend into a place called hell where you know evil souls were living in order to save them?
0: That's- or that. That is actually what the catechism. <laughs> this is late night catechism at Hot Monk Tavern. So you
1: know, when you were talking a half hour ago, when you were talking about the Lucifer show, you know, you said it. That show is all about sort of asking what if, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like when we think about hell, like that's kind of what we're doing too, right? What if? Uh, what about this? What about that? Because truly we have no idea. I mean, like religion is where we sit around going what if. Let's be real, we have (laughs) no idea because none of us has experienced heaven or hell or whatever it is, but lots of what ifs and you know it's fun to think about the possibilities. So I mean so even even that line in the Apostles Creed for me has a few possibilities.
0: Yeah so uh, but I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that uh, the understanding is that Jesus went down into this place in the afterlife to to liberate people. Now, who was he liberating? Uh, the way I understand it, he was liberating the patriarchs. Abraham, really? Isaac, Jacob, the people who came before the prophets in the Old Testament because hell actually comes from the Greek word Hades, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was the translation from the Hebrew in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Jewish Bible,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which would refer to Sheol, right? So Hades which
2: comes a, from Sheol.
0: Which was, a, that's my that's understanding. Again, the views expressed here are not necessarily <laughs> no, I correct. Think, I think I'm
2: gonna agree <laughs> with you. And Hades so, to me has a very neutral ring to it. It doesn't have- It's not a the, negative. A negative punishing yeah. place. So, so
0: where would Abraham, Isaac, Moses, all of these great figures from the Old Testament Uh, Well, Abraham and Isaac
2: and Jacob, if you look closely at the Torah and you really read it, they could have landed in hell. I mean, mean, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, if if you really read the Torah and you read especially about the patriarchs,
1: the fathers of our faith
2: were imperfect beings.
0: Hugely imperfect. Oh my
2: God. (laughs) You know, as a kid, you learned the sort of us, them, the good guy, the bad guy. So like Jacob is good and Esau is that how you pronounce it. Yeah. Esau is, yeah. is bad. And you're like, oh my God, if you reread that oh, story no, as yeah. an adult. Jacob is, Jacob is okay, He's I can't say, say that word. Terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and Esau is the, the guy who got the short end of the stick and you yep. just want to cry for the guy. Yep. Yep. Not a bad guy at all. So, you know, just saying some of our forefathers. And Sarah, Oh. For sure Don't hell.
0: Don't get you started. Right?
2: Sarah,
1: for sure hell. Okay, Wait, another, episode another episode all on Sarah.
0: So anyway, that's, that's, there's a lot of possibilities there yeah. about Jesus yeah. going to hell. But we, one thing we know is he ascended out of hell. <laughs> he came back out of hell, which is a hope, I guess. Um, so how about other people in hell? It's hard for us to say, right? We can't say that. Right. At least that's our teaching: is that no one can say, "Oh, that you know." As much as I, you know, when that driver cuts me off in traffic, right, and then gives me the finger, Uh like
2: been there, done that, and
0: I'm like, "There is a place in hell for you." Okay, I love saying that, like under my breath.
2: God has a special place in hell for people like you. Special place, all
1: reserved. Yes.
0: And so, despite that favorite saying of everybody's, "Go to hell," uh, Mm -hmm. no one can actually send anyone to hell. True. And it turns out that neither does God and we alluded to this earlier about like how a lot of people question hell. they don't believe in hell because Mm -hmm. how could a good and loving God ever do that to to someone but Mm -hmm. as I mentioned in the catechism um, and you know just general Catholic theology it's it's, God is not actually casting people into hell Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a choice, and I just, I, I just want to like. I know this is a little nerdy, so forgive me. But that's why we Pope, love you. But <laughs>
1: we would we, expect nothing we less. We love your nerdiness. We want please. a little nerdy. Bring we actually make stop. it, make it a lot nerdy.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Pope John Paul II, who was one of the great popes uh, uh, for a very long time in the late twentieth uh, uh, century, right before Pope Benedict, who was right before Pope Francis. Pope John Paul II. He's now a saint, actually. He. He wrote this, and he's written many things about this, and he's not alone in this. But I just thought this was so interesting. I think people need to know it. He says that that hell, um, or people in hell, is a state, is a state of those who definitively reject God's mercy, mm. who definitively reject God's mercy, even at the last moment of their life, mm. and that means a lot to me. Sad. means a lot to me because my dad was an atheist he was an atheist he was a lifelong atheist he was a scientist and he contracted colon cancer at a very young age about my age right now actually Mm. and um and he didn't they didn't catch it in time he didn't go into the doctor and um, he eventually passed away and i and i i moved into my childhood house uh about I don't know, several months before he passed away, and I was there to help my mom and everything. um, Once the doctors determined there was nothing else that could be done. And I remember on one of the last nights of his life, I could hear him crying out, um, God help me. God help me. And I got to say, when I read Pope John Paul II's understanding of hell and Mm. the general Catholic understanding of hell, even that's got to be enough. Even that last moment Mm -hmm. in life has got to be enough. And I love yep. that. And then mm-hmm. John Paul II goes on to say, rather than a place, hell indicates the state mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of those who separate themselves from God. It's the creature, us, mm-hmm. who closes himself or herself off to God's love. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just think that's something that everybody like should keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And C.S. Lewis, who was a great Protestant thinker and author about Christianity, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. was a convert from atheism, became... Christian. He wrote, the doors of hell are locked from the inside. Whoa,
1: Well, that's intense. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Now I will say there are a few things that I disagree with Pope John Paul about, but that one, I actually say amen to that because when people ask me about heaven or hell, that's almost exactly how I describe it. Well, first of all, I say, I have no idea, and nobody does. Let's start there. We just don't know. And the the way I think about it, just through my own reading of scripture and my own life experiences and whatever else, is that it is relationship. I think I think the Pope said a state of being. Yeah. Um, you know, heaven is when we are in a loving relationship with God. Hell is when we're not. Yep. Um, and sort of what you said. That can change too. You know, we can move from not being in a relationship or being in a broken relationship to being in a good and loving relationship. I hope
0: that's true. He stops short of saying that. You yeah, know, why not? Hell is temporary. No, but. Th- th-
1: this <laughs> is this is me saying yeah. my own interpretation. Um, but that idea of you know let's let's move away from thinking of a place of fiery yeah. whatever it's a state of being and a state of being or a relationship like yeah. that to me at least makes so much more sense. It sounds very kabbalistic, and I have not studied any Kabbalah,
2: so we're stopping that there. <laughs> 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 but that sounds very kabbalistic. Um,
0: Which is just well, so just the,
2: the, the Jewish mystical traditions of uh, yeah. receiving a. A really, higher understanding of, of Torah and all those mm. things, and stopping there before I say something that's just incorrect and ignorant. Um, <laughs> but uh,
1: it's good to know your boundaries. Yes,
2: <laughs> but it sounds like something you know where the Kabbalah talks about how we're living, you know, just on the other side of a veil of of a true understanding and intimacy mm. with God. And it's uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's got to be something there.
0: So, in the beginning of this <laughs> this episode, we talked about. How not to we 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 promised that we we're gonna say how not to go to hell, right? Wait,
1: wait, so. wait, did we promise that?
0: Well we yeah, we did. But <laughs> before actually. we go on to that, I promise Do it. you
1: think Pope John Paul
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: thought that Sinead O'Connor was going to hell?
0: <laughs> you might want to explain that reference? I, I
2: don't, was it, the Saturday
0: 80s? Ni- it was Saturday Night Live. was
2: Saturday Night you you probably remember better than Sinead, I.
0: Was Sinead O'Connor, right?
2: It was Sinead O'Connor. Was singer,
0: she was Catholic singer. Yes. And she was angry with the Pope John Paul. Yeah. And then she was on Saturday Night Live. She She,
2: took his picture and uh, she went and ripped it.
0: (laughs) Knowing Pope John Paul II, I would think he would not say she was in hell. (laughs) That's a good reference. I'd forgotten all about that. So anyway, so how do we not go to hell, right? We stay in a loving relationship with God and with other people. Like We radiate God's love. So instead of talking about uh, heaven and hell, really... And what it really is i mean the bottom line is how do we how do we prevent hell coming to earth Mm -hmm. and how do we get a little more heaven on earth right
2: Mm -hmm. love each other yeah i mean and my personal again disclaimer personal but we are we all have the light of god in us so when you are kind and loving to any human being any Mm -hmm. creature and you are relational with and loving with other people Mm -hmm. You are being loving with God. That is like bringing the love of God right into your life, right there,
1: yeah. and giving it. Well, I think of Jesus' two commandments. One of straight from Deuteronomy: <laughs> love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that's that's what it's about.
0: I love you guys. <laughs>
1: oh, I love you guys. Yay! <laughs> and
0: that's episode two. <laughs>